Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Be Candid, the podcast for uni students from uni students. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people. We acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded and that it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land wherever you listen to this episode. Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. I'm back for episode three of the show. Today's episode is yet again featuring another guest. And yeah, welcome to the show, Millie. Hello. Hello. Um, I kind of decided I don't ever want to record an episode on my own ever in my life. So here we are. Millie is today's guest. Millie is potentially my oldest friend. A hundred percent. You were one of the first friends I made when I moved to this country. We've been together from day dot and it's not like we've been at the same school either. We've followed each other around. We have. Yeah, we've known each other basically forever. We've, although we've like went to different schools, we've always kind of like come back to each other. We've had a weird journey of life. We've had a very, very similar upbringing. Yeah, so we're currently in different states. Millie still lives back home. I'm from the Sunshine Coast and that's where Millie currently is and I'm obviously in Canberra. But we obviously are together for today's episode with the power of Zoom, which we love. And didn't know what it was until 2020, (laughs) but here we are. So on today's episode, Millie and I are going to be talking about what happens when things things being life just don't go according to plan and I don't mean when you just have a few curveballs thrown your way but more like when your entire life plans get completely unraveled which was basically Millie's and my entire 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god okay. We are experts on the matter. Yeah. Are we not? We've had it rough. We've had it tough and rough. We had a interesting year and we will be talking about that and saying how what you expect doesn't always happen when you leave school and And I think like I don't know if I was the only one that thought this but it was kind of like the struggle of like finding what you wanted to do with your career like all of that was so hard that I kind of thought that once you decided that was going to be it oh yeah and then it's like god no it's like oh, no, that's not how it works. Just because you've thought it through doesn't mean that it's going to work the way that you thought it was. So that's what we're going to be addressing on today's episode. Before we get into that, I'll have a little recap of our week. So, Millie, what has been the high and the low of your week? Um, I had a really good high yesterday. It was 35 degrees on the Sunshine Coast. Um, Beautiful weather, UV index of nine. We hit the beach. <laughs> We have third degree burns, but just wait for a couple of days. We will be tan. Yep. And um, a low of my week was finding out that I have to work five days a week as opposed to four days a week now. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I had my Monday off and I had the gym that day and it was oh. all sorted. And, then, and they go, actually, we need you on Monday as well. And oh. I was like, oh, big low, big low. But that's fine. Mine was going to be my high of the week is my new obsession with tennis. Which, oh, yeah. Which is all I've been talking about. It's all I've been doing every day, twice a day, all I do is tennis. It's my life now. Am I good? No, I'm not. But it's fun. My low, I initially was not going to tell anyone about this and have now told everyone on the planet. 
about my hypnosis experience. Oh, yeah, that's... that's. But I don't know if that's a low... Yeah, do you think it's a low? I think that counts as a low. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So basically, for context, I went to a hypnotherapist because my mum told me to. And (laughs) basically, it was like okay, I'm feeling really anxious at the moment. Let's try some hypnosis out. Yeah. I have done it before. I did it like a year ago and it was good. It wasn't too weird, but this time it was really, really fucking weird. Like weird shit happened. Like a little overview. I saw a scary man coming towards (laughs) my face when I was hypnotized. (laughs) And was it scary? Yes. I think you um, described it as something out of Harry Potter. Yeah. At one point. It was like... The context? Yeah, literally. (laughs) It was like when... This is so random. It was like when Voldemort is like in Harry Potter's mind and is coming closer and closer. Then Harry like wakes up in a sweat. That's what happened to me. So so that's a lot to address. But still, still a decent experience. It did help a little bit. But... um, yeah, that part it's was scary. shifted your anxiety. Yeah, into the man <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> Anyways, so today, as I said, we are talking about what happened in our lives after school and how it just didn't really go to plan for either of us, hence why we're both here today talking about it. Because we, like, although we both did very different things after school, I think we both were quite like blindsided with what the outcome ended up being. Like we had all these plans and then it just didn't go to plan for either of us. And now today we are sitting in like very different positions as what we thought we would be. 100%. Yeah. So we left school. My plan was to move to Brisbane and because it was quite close to where we live back home like it's only an hour drive and it was kind of what everyone did for uni like if you wanted to go to uni from the coast you'd usually just go to Brisbane like that's kind of what everyone did so I was like I want to do my degree in Brisbane and that was my plan for the next year so my plan I had this booked in I was thinking about this actually I think I had this booked in end of year 10 and I was still too late I actually didn't get in and then I got in later. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this has been booked for ages, but basically I went on a gap year to England and I worked in a sports department at a private school over there um, in a little town called Sutton Balance. And yeah, that was my that was my year. So literally from the end of year 10, I had, had pictured this year in my head, the year of 2020. Oh my God. And um, my, it was something my sister had done as well. So I was kind of, I kind of knew what was going on. But yeah, enough for me to picture a year in my head that um, pushed me through the whole of senior. Yeah. It was basically this year, but oh, it didn't go to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why did you want to be a gappy? I just didn't really want to go straight to uni, I don't think. Like, I was quite young when I finished, I guess. Yeah. And studying wasn't something that I'm like, I loved really and I think I was I was burnt out and I loved sport and all like people that was a similar program that um, happened at our school as well so the English people would come over to our school and it was 
always something I just thought would be really fun. Yeah. And um, I, all my family are from over there and I was born over there and my sister lives over there. So I just thought it was a good opportunity to get paid, free accommodation, nice job, meet some people, travel. What's a lifetime opportunity, really? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of both left school and these were like the plans that we had in our minds. And then, <laughs> and then not much happened. Did anything happen to you in that little break before we went? Oh, kind of what? Are going to address the chronic illness? Well, no? okay. Oh, my God. That's why I was setting up for that question because I didn't want to bring it up if you didn't want this aired to the public. Okay. I did not know if you wanted that personal information aired. So I was like, oh, is I, she going to bring I wanted, it up? Beep up the episode. <laughs> okay. Okay, don't panic. Yeah, so um, during that break, it wasn't it wasn't smooth sailing for me. Um, not by a long shot. Um, I so we finished school on what was it, November fifteen or something like that. Yeah, and um, we'd finished all exams, everything done. Went to the beach because that's what you do on the Sunshine Coast. Run to the beach in your dress. Came back out. Woke up in the back of an ambulance. So, like dazed for another like at least six hours turns out I had a seizure yeah so then I think maybe three hours after that diagnosed with epilepsy at the age of 17 yeah and that was yeah basically my life was never the same basically I was in the school car park yeah and there was like two ambulances a first response team there like everything so yeah that threw that threw me a bit. Yeah, and then that really changed your plans in general because didn't you, like, have to do all these whole new things so you could, like, get over to England, like, with travelling and stuff now that you were, like, categorised as, like, being really prone to seizures and everything? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was actually meant to go to England and I think it was about the 6th of January, but I just wasn't ready. I was still like seizuring, hadn't really settled my medication. No one really knew what was going on. Mm. They found another disease that I had. And um, yeah, it was just a mess. So I ended up going later. I think it was mid-February I went in the end. Um, so yeah, that's, it was already thrown out. And even things like travel insurance yeah. tripled the price of it. Like everything yeah. changed. Things you don't even think about, like jet lag. Every, like it was just it was gonna be a lot harder than what I anticipated it's just so not what you would have expected like you've had nothing mm. really like that ever happened to you and then like you I remember you couldn't drive for a really long time yeah that's right I couldn't I had my license taken off me for like 12 months I mean luckily I had amazing people that drove me everywhere <laughs> like the I don't know if, like if you've ever been to the Sunshine Coast it's not easy getting around oh no yeah that's really true to say yeah no tough, but... Sunshine Coast without a car is like impossible so I remember Literally. that was a big thing yeah, yeah so we left school and your life already really mm. just <laughs> like had a so, big like, curveball thrown <laughs> literally because even when I talk about like my gap year not going to plan everyone's like oh is it just COVID and then I'm like Started in 2019. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I'd gone six weeks later than what I thought I was going. And, yeah, it was 
it was crazy. See, for me, those months weren't as insane. Yeah. Like, I don't really remember what was happening. I just remember I was working a lot. I, That's yeah, I like was still wanting to go to Brisbane because for a little bit there, I was like, maybe I should stay on the coast. I don't know if I'm like ready for uni. Then I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. So mm. yeah, then I moved to Brisbane basically. And then you went to England and started working as a guppy. I think that was literally in the same week. The same week you moved to Brisbane, I think I moved to England. Yeah. So I I was working, I think I was at that school for maybe four weeks and lockdown happened. Yeah. And I, me and my friend from the school, we ended up leaving and going to an island about two and a half hours away that my godparents lived. And um, we stayed there for three weeks. But yeah, it was, we were just in this house, like, on the other side of the world, just thinking, like, what what is going on? Like, <laughs> what have we signed up for here? Yeah, and prior to that, you were quite liking being a gappy, weren't you? Like, was it yeah, how you I expected mean, it? Yeah. Yeah, it was so great. And then the thing is, like, when COVID hit, two two gappies went, went home. Yeah. But that was a decision that we kind of had to make because we also knew hotel quarantine was coming in and the flights were going to be stopped and it was just kind of like, oh, we need to make this decision right here, right now. Yeah. And it was hard because it was it was so unprecedented. Like, mm. nobody... I remember at the start, everyone thought it was going to be a two-week lockdown. And I remember yeah. this part of our lives really well because I remember we would, like, call ever so often. And I was kind of... At this point, I was like, oh, I'm not liking Brisbane as much as I thought. Like, it was a lot more isolating than I thought it would be. But I was like it's okay, like, I'm sure it will, like, it wasn't unlivable at that point. Like, I was yeah. like, okay, after lockdown, I'll, and when uni's back, because then it, like, went into uni break, I was like, mm-hmm. off, I'll go back to Brisbane, and that will be good. And, like, it wasn't at that point where I was like, oh, I don't want to go back. I hate it's, it so much. Yeah, it's but, not enough to change change paths. Yeah, but then a few things happened. I remember calling Millie at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Because the time zone difference and I was like crying. I was walking around the streets of my suburb in my PJs looking like an absolute nutter. Um, Was not having a good time and I was like, oh, this isn't great. This isn't how I thought this would be shaping out to be. That's that's the common thing. Like a lot of relationships were suffering in my personal life, hence the tears on the phone. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So then eventually when I did come back to Brisbane, a lot of my relationships were very, very changed, which changed the dynamic of Brisbane even more because a lot of people I was, like, relying on quite heavily weren't there when I came Mm. back. So I was like, oh, no, now I'm even more isolated than I, like, was before. And all my other friends that I did have that were living in Brisbane were like at a college and like had a lot of exciting things going on in their lives. So I was very much like not part of that anymore. Um, And then I remember during this period for you, you were still over as a gappy and then life as a gappy wasn't really shaping out to be how you thought it would be. The school that I was working at got shut down. Yeah. Through COVID, because it was a high school. So everyone went home and that was it. And they just said, we're shutting the school down. And I was like, (laughs) 
okay so where does that leave me because i know a lot of the other schools in england i think we were the only gappies that stayed like in the whole country every other school sent their gappies home and they were like no we really want you guys to stay we'll move you over to the um like corresponding primary school thing that was over down the road and um we worked there with like the essential workers kids which was so fun actually so fun but just wasn't what I thought it was going to be like it's not what I signed up for (laughs) yeah so then you were kind of just working at the primary school for a while whilst you still could yeah pretty Um, much yeah but everything was so not what you expected like Mm -hmm. um because when you kind of go over and be gappy you want to have a fun time like you want to be going out you want to be meeting a lot of people and then COVID completely stunts that whole process yeah and then the dynamic in the in the gap flat didn't really it was just, it was not, it's not at all what we expected. And then my job actually changed again halfway through that term to me sitting in the back of a classroom with a bunch of year six kids, just not, not fun at all. And I just remember saying like, I, I liked the job at the start and I liked the job when I just got to the primary school, but I was like, as soon as I'm hating this job, I'm, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't I don't have a personal life work is all we're doing now and if I don't like that what the hell am I doing now yeah so yeah it and then summer holidays were, co- were coming up and we couldn't go anywhere and I was just like no nah, I'm pulling the plug and I booked a flight home meanwhile back in Brisbane <laughs> back in yeah back in Brisbane I was oh, yeah wasn't having fun at all I was living with my sister which was all right but like I don't know I I lived in a shitty suburb I was working a horrific job um awful awful job I would like no it was awful and I would basically like do uni work all day hated going into uni though so I would go to another uni down the road instead of my (laughs) uni because I refused to study at my uni that's how much I hated it it was very it's a very scary place yeah it was just very intimidating yes it was making me very anxious it's because it's like the elite I think is mm, what it and it was a lot of people from school that I didn't like the thought of having to run into all those people I knew made me quite anxious at the time I think um yeah so I was kind of just doing uni work all day and then would be working at this job that I hated until like 1am and it was just like not a sustainable lifestyle and it was not thriving and then I think the most pivotal moment when I was like I can't do this anymore, this sucks, was when I literally burnt all the skin off of my arm at my job. And it was like 12 a.m. We were closing. I spilt boiling water all over my arm. And that, yeah, that was one of those memories that I'm going to have for life because every time I look down at my arm, I see it. And I'm like, that was the moment I was like, fuck this not thriving at all no and then um yeah so I had like severe burns so that is a memory I will always have which is almost nice in a sense because whenever I like look at my arm I'm like oh my god I've come so far (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like oh my god I'm so glad I don't have to like do that anymore um but yeah so that was rock bottom for me and that was the pivotal moment when I was like this is not how I thought it would be. I don't want to live in Brisbane just because I'm supposed to live in Brisbane because it's easy and it's where my degree is and I don't want to do this. And even though it was like really hard to accept 
this was my plan and I was planning on living in Brisbane for my like four years of my degree and I really liked my degree and I thought it would work out but I was like you can't live somewhere if you have no friends you have no community around you you don't even like going into uni you have a terrible job like Mm -hmm. nothing was really going for me yeah there was no aspect of that life that was filling you with any joy yeah so I was like I can't just keep on suffering because it's easy and what I thought was like my life plan because yeah yeah, I literally had I was so unhappy and I was like I can't do this like I need to change yeah and I think it's also because like from the Sunshine Coast like that's just what you do like you just go to Brisbane and I don't know why it's become a thing but it's kind of like you go to Gold Coast schoolies you come home then you go to Brisbane yeah and it was just kind of like and I think it just dawned on you halfway through the year that you're like well this isn't it yeah just because this is where everyone else is it doesn't mean it's right yeah yeah definitely um yeah so then I decided to quit my job and I moved back home and life was already looking up a lot but I just had no idea what my next step was at this point and then for you you came back kind of near the end of the year and you had to hotel quarantine and then you came back home yeah yeah so hotel quarantine hit me for six yeah so like mentally the toughest thing I've ever 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 had to go through like I was in a bad hotel like I remember sending you photos and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this it was horrendous and I came out there excited to come home but my my mum was still in England she got stuck there yeah yeah. so and my brother was in Brisbane my sister's still in England so it was just my dad at home and yeah I was just I hit I hit rock bottom in hotel quarantine and I got out and it was not much better yeah yeah so So you kind of came back into life back on the coast after doing all that time away as a gappy then it was like kind of like you just slipped back into life before and then who who would have thought at the end of 2020 we were both living back home? Yeah. After all of that, we, like, nothing could have prepared us for what was going to happen. And the thing is, as much as you can be like, oh, this was all to blame, like, for COVID, it was so many other factors as well. And I think regardless of COVID, it just wouldn't have been the way we thought it would have been. No. I agree. It was definitely bigger than that. And I think it's crazy because we really had this grand plan when we were like 17, 18 years Mm -hmm. old and had this plan of our lives because we were kind of forced to, like we needed that next step. And no amount of planning could have prepared us for what ended up happening. And you're like, oh my gosh, everything's really unraveled and everything you're working for in year 12 just didn't end up happening the way you thought it would which can be really hard and quite um, scary to come to terms with. Yeah. But yeah, so then I ended up here, which I would have never, ever predicted. And it's been great so far. Like, obviously, everything comes with its challenges and some things have been different to what I thought. But, like, overall, like, feeling like... And it's so funny because it was, like, a year ago today. Actually, no, it was a year ago, a few months ago when I, like, burnt my arm off because it came up in my Snapchat memories. And I was like, oh, what a cute little memory to come up. Thanks, Snapchat. Um, but I was like, it's so crazy how I'm like so much happier. And I really just like made that decision. And even though I could have never expected me ending up here, I'm so glad that I like did that and didn't stick to what I thought was going to be my life plan. Yeah. 
yeah and that's the thing like being able to adapt is is the most important thing yeah like and you weren't just like nope this is my plan i'm pushing on push through because like if they are the, meant to be the best years of your life like you're young like you you're never gonna look as good yeah exactly <laughs> like this is our peak what what yeah. the fuck am i doing being depressed in brisbane yeah yeah that, that's no life to live yeah um and then for you so you moved back home and initially were just with your dad again then you decided to go to uni <laughs> oh my god so... why do we why does you being at uni always be like unsaid Millie is like the epitome of a uni student, but never talks about the fact that she's a full-time uni student. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah, I forget she has full-time uni on because she just lives a life and like doesn't talk about it. Uh, I literally, I got, I started uni when I was still in England, actually. So that was so, so unexpected. You ended up doing, so you're only a semester behind all of us that went straight in, which yeah. is not at all what you thought would happen. Not at all. And it's turned out, well, you're still doing the degree. Yeah, I am still doing the degree, which is, I, like, I was so close to not, not doing it. Yeah, yeah, so that was completely unprecedented for you to end up, 100%. yeah, doing uni your first year out of school. Uh, I know. It wasn't at all what I had planned. Yeah. Like, back on the coast and doing uni in semester two of, like, my gap year. Like, oh, I just... It wasn't, it, it, like, if someone had told me that in year 12, I, I would have cried. <laughs> I don't think, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then now your new kind of plan is you're going to move to Brisbane next year. Yeah, because I was kind of like, at the time when I got back from England, I was like, all right, if I'm coming home, I'm not coming home to sit around on the couch. I may as well be in England. Like, I was like, if I'm coming home, I'm putting my mind to something and I'm doing it. So that's when I was like, all right, well, best get cracking on uni because, like, I can pick it up and drop it when I want. Like, that's... And if I was in the mood to start it, I was like, all right, let's get going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, new life plan. We She's reshuffled it a bit. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm moving to Brisbane in February. Like, yeah, it's unexpected for sure yeah so unexpected yeah and I think yeah I think it's like an important thing to talk about because I think a lot of people leave school and have the idea of what's going to be happening for their next however many years of their life and Mm. I think it's really good to normalize like that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah and I like I don't know if it's maybe because my brother and my sister kind of were just like they had their life plan and it all went to plan. Like my brother went straight out of school, went to uni, done. Mm. He's finished. Like, and I, yeah. And so, I mean, so did my sister. She went to England, ended up staying there. But like, I just don't know if it's because I watched them to have a plan and it go completely how they expected it to be for me to just be like, oh, well, that's just what's going to happen for me. Yeah. I also think schools really push you like going to uni or like being a gappy or like, doing all these things and they don't like school doesn't educate you for what's actually going to happen once you leave like it just tells you the easy options and the normal options but then when you look at it and when you look at all of our friends and what they're all doing now from school none of us have ended up where we thought we'd end up and even the ones that have it has not shaped out the way that they thought and I think Uh it's almost frustrating that it goes unsaid and people that leave school if they do end up having like a few curveballs thrown their way, 
it can be really upsetting and disheartening when it's like no this happens to literally all of us it's just not really spoken about spoken about yeah and i think especially because like you leave school and everyone kind of goes off on their own so it's not like you ever come back together and be like this didn't work out for me and everyone else is like oh me either me either me either because you just your friendship circle goes from 25 to 2 yeah so your like your ability to bounce stuff off other people and feel justified i think also is lessened which makes it a lot harder yeah, and I don't, th- I don't think it is normalised enough that things don't go to plan. And I think, like, as well, there's quite a bad, like, stigma around, like, oh, she dropped her course or, like, oh, yeah, she's she's not, she's, like, dropped uni and she's doing something else. So, yeah, I feel like I was kind of always, like, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. And I think it's easy, especially when you're in your younger years, to see people in the older years and just judge them and not actually know what's going on in their life. Yeah, no, I thought that as well. I was really really scared this was something I was like the most scared about which now I think about is so stupid that I cared but I was so scared I'd move to Canberra and hate it and then move back home and then if I like moved back home after going to Brisbane and going to Canberra for uni and hated it all like it would be embarrassing when I was like literally no one cares yeah like everyone's just trying to work out what they're doing with their lives like don't let that influence what you're doing like no one actually cares and you're so young as well and no one has a crystal ball. And I think it's like it's too normalised that that people at, at 17, but even you've got to pick your subjects at like 15, 16 for a degree that you're going to do when you're 18 and you're just expected to know what you want to do. It's ridiculous. And that it's going to, you're going to take one hit at it and it's going to be great and it's going to be everything you expected. And for some people it is, but it's it's just not like... It's just not for some people. I think it's important to say how, like, if you make decisions and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to, like, impact my future, there's always a way around it at the end of the day. And that's also never spoken about at school. I remember I did the easy maths um, in year 11 and 12. Yeah. And was like, well, that cancels out doing so many uni degrees because you needed the harder maths for it. And then decided to do the degree I'm doing, which I needed the hard maths. And I was like, well, I've only done the easy maths. Little did I know I only had to do like a month course yeah, to have that counted. And it's like ridiculous that school doesn't really even tell you that. Cause it's like, no, that was no. a month out of my life to do a course, yeah. a degree that I'll have for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, and I was going to not do it because I didn't know that I could. Mm. I think it is very, like very force upon you to be like, Oh, if that's what the prerequisite says for the course that you want to do, then that's the subject you have to pick when you're in year 11 and 12. Mm. And like, I don't know, they just, they put you in a box as to what you you can and can't do. And I think it's so, so I think it's just like really important for people, like people that are at uni and have kind of had it as cert, like the same run into uni as when we have, that you're not kind of alone and you're not like, don't fit, like beat yourself up about it because you've had a bit of a turbulent start to uni. I think, like, as well, like, when it, it is so easy to be scared about the whole thing, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? There's no time limit. Like, just take a deep breath and you just got to adapt. Like, you've got to find what you want to do. And, like, you can always come home. Yeah, and I think um, by us talking about what happened to us after school, it's a really good example that although nothing really went according to plan for us and we had really really hard years and it was really hard like we don't 
we aren't going to like pretend that it wasn't because it was a very hard year for us. We got to the other side of it and we're doing so much better than we were doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like adapting to what you want to do and doing what you like doing, even though it's not what you thought it would be, is kind of exciting. Like, yeah, Yeah. neither of our lives turned out the way that we thought at all. And we're still so Uh young and there's so many things that are still not going to go to the plan like for us every day. Yeah. And Um, I think it's a good, like, it's a good experience. Like, and it just shows like you had a plan. It literally turned upside down and you've come out the other side and you're fine. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's a good life lesson. Like you can think it's going to be one thing and if it's not, then that's okay. It'll all work out in the end. Definitely. Hey guys, we are back for the uni hack of the week. So this week on theme with life not going according to plan, my hack of the week is if you're feeling overwhelmed with uni but you still want to do full-time uni, drop a course. I am the CEO of dropping courses. I, I feel like I'm just the CEO of doing the bare minimum because in year 12 as well, I also I'm dropped a say. course. <laughs> Am I lazy? Yeah, maybe. But you know what? I'm living life, so it's fun. Um, and the thing is, it makes it it makes your life easier. Exactly. Like, so why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I last semester was failing a course, so I decided to drop it, and was doing so much better after. I finally had time to like start going to the gym, like could do more things with friends, was feeling so much happier. And then this semester, I was like, I was loving my lifestyle whilst only having three courses. So I decided to only do three courses again, which I'm super happy I did because it gives me time to do things that I like doing more. Yeah. So I think my advice is if you're feeling overwhelmed, drop down to three courses. And I know it can make your degree a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, it's going to make you happier throughout your degree and have more time to focus on other things aside from uni. So that's been really beneficial for me. My hack of the week... Something I'm only just coming to terms with. Asking for help. Something I never, ever, ever did. Mm. I thought it was, like, the most important thing to push yourself beyond breaking point. And um, I remember, like, I think it was two weeks ago, I asked for my first extension ever on an assignment. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that makes it so much easier. Like, I put in and I was like, oh, I have been having, like, my epilepsy's been really bad. Like, oh, yeah, sure, no worries, take an extra week. And I was like, Wow. (laughs) <laughs> it's really that it's, easy yeah and even like I was stuck on a question for days and I just emailed the tutor and I got a response in like 20 minutes and it was done and I was like okay so this is this is what I need to be doing asking for help and it's not like what are you pushing who are you trying to prove it to kind of thing like oh that's really that's really really good advice because I know a lot of people are the same I personally am not the same I get extensions a lot um <laughs> but that's really good and that yeah normalize asking for help definitely yeah. I don't know why. Why is that a thing? Why? Do... I don't know. Oh, it's so silly. Make life like, easy. Yeah, I feel like I was, I'm like, this isn't meant to be easy. I'm meant to struggle through this. Absolutely like, not. I'm, no. Yeah, no. It's not, Absolutely it's not. not. ruin your life. Yeah, no. Oh, that's really good. Um, Yeah, I hope you guys have really enjoyed today's episode. Hope it's been helpful. I feel like it's even been helpful for me to talk about it and be like, oh, isn't it nice? Like the way things have turned out, even though it wasn't the plan. 
Yeah, and it's fun to look back and, and like laugh at it because in the time it was like, oh wow, this is this is the worst. But like you look back and you learn and you grow and yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Sure. Um, thank you so much for coming on for the show, Millie. You've done an Absolutely amazing no job. <laughs> All right, yeah. thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.